Hey guys, welcome back to Mommyhood Redeemed. I wanted to take a minute and apologize for the technical technical difficulties in our last episode. Um, We are obviously new to this and love doing it, but we are working to find another platform to use um, to hopefully make sure that um, our podcast episodes don't get cut out like that time. Okay, Mm -hmm. and... Um, anyways, Vanessa is also here with me again today. Hi, guys. Yes. So before we dive into part two, we just wanted to share a couple points from the last podcast that got cut off. Um, I was just finishing talking about how powerful it really is to know that we have the gospel truth, that mm-hmm. we have Christ's power residing in us because we've been redeemed, and that gives us victory over sin. And it empowers us and it enables us to fight that sin that we face on a daily basis and specifically what we've been talking about, this sin of anger in our lives and that ability that we have to choose to obey because we love Christ so much. Yes, it is so empowering and encouraging to know that as believers, we have the ability to say no to the sin in our life and to put on holiness thanks to the work of Christ on the cross. And We can identify this anger in our hearts and lives, and we can repent and pursue holiness, excuse me, and righteousness in this area and model godly responses to our children and our spouses. And here are a couple of other verses that we really need to plaster all over our homes and have hidden in our hearts. The first one is uh, Proverbs 1911, a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And in Proverbs 29.11 it says, A fool gives vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. You guys, that last verse is so convicting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A wise man or woman keeps himself or herself under control. I don't know about you, but I want that kind of wisdom. (laughs) I prefer that kind of wisdom really though. And we also, um, excuse me, came across this. It is so true. It says, it's not enough to just tell ourselves we won't act on our anger unless we think we can get rid of anger completely. Remember the verse says in your anger, do not sin. We will get angry. It's part of the human fallen condition. It's our response to it that defines the atmosphere of our homes. What can we do? Wow. So, yes, it's the practical side of this that we really want to just dig deep uh, into today and just where the battlefield really is for us moms on a daily basis um, as we face anger and however that might manifest in our own hearts and because of that in our homes. So first of all, as believers at Christian Moms, we have to first expose our sin. In Ephesians 5, it talks about sin festering in darkness and how once sin is brought out into the light, it can be dealt with. So when we just keep our sin in darkness, it's going to fester. It's going to continue to grow. Last week, we talked about how it can give the devil a foothold And yet when we bring sin to light so we confess it, not only to God, but to others, we can start to find victory over that sin. It's the beginning of the battle towards that. 
So first off, like I said, we need to identify and confess that sin in our lives and in our hearts. And that's a humbling experience. I know that sometimes in my own pride, I have a hard time even apologizing to my kids for, you know, an angry outburst or something because I'm right. And, you know, I don't want to acknowledge the fact that there is sin on my part in the situation. But not only do we need to repent uh, to the Lord, but we need to also ask for forgiveness to whoever it is that our anger has affected yeah. as well. And we can come to him and ask him to help us, ask him to overcome this anger in our hearts in a moment, on a daily basis, and just in our lives as moms. And it doesn't mean that, you know, tonight you're going to go to bed and tell God, okay, I had all these angry out, this angry mom, I'm a rage mm-hmm. monster, change me. <laughs> and then tomorrow you're going to wake up and everything's going to be perfect. And you suddenly mm-hmm. don't struggle with it because that's not how sanctification works at all. You know, it's going to be a process, but I guarantee and God's word promises that when we choose to obey, we choose to put off and put on that we will see victory and we will see change in our hearts and in our lives. And I know that this is also just something great that we can model for our kids and even for our husbands as well, you know, as they see us being broken over our sin of anger and coming to the Lord and asking for forgiveness, repenting and coming to them and asking for forgiveness. It really, I think will change the tone of your home as well. And in James 5.16, it says to confess your sins to one another. So again, this is really a powerful thing. There's something so good about coming clean to another person who can hold you accountable. Uh, We do have victory over sin because of the cross and the Holy Spirit now residing within us. And one of the things that he uses, scripture talks about, is others. He uses others to encourage us, to exhort us. And to keep us accountable, we need each other. We can't fight these battles alone. We need somebody who's going to text us or call us or ask us the hard questions because sin thrives in darkness, but not in the light. Mm -hmm. And once we can recognize that and fight it head on and have someone else who's able to keep us accountable, we're going to start seeing a change. And this might be, uh, for me, it often is my husband. I share things with Lauren. Um, just somebody who is going to give me a good kick in the pants. I think it's easy to run to that person sometimes who's going to say, oh, yeah, it's so hard. I had a terrible Mm -hmm. day too. Oh, like, and just, you know, kind of sympathize with you or empathize with you. That's fine. We need that. But there needs to also be something following that. Okay, you know, yes, I understand. I've been in your situation, but here's some verses to encourage you. Let me pray for you. Mm -hmm. Let me hold you accountable. And again, to ask you those hard questions, because those are the things that we need to keep spurring us on in our pursuit of holiness. Um, And it might be for you that friend that you don't typically like to share your sins with because you know that they're going to tell you the truth <laughs> and you know that they're going to call you out. And those I think often are the friends that we need to ask to keep us accountable. And that might be your husband, but it needs to be that person that you might be a little bit scared of. And again, to our kids or to our husbands, but probably more often it's your kids that see your anger 
we need to ask for forgiveness and humility and come to them because they need to see that mommy needs Jesus too. And thank you for sharing that, Vanessa, about finding that friend that doesn't just sympathize with you, but follows it up with a Christ-like encouragement because it's so easy to get comfortable with friends who sympathize with you all the time and don't leave you a little bit convicted because Mm -hmm. you aren't being encouraged. You just want to wallow in your discouragement and frustration. And um, so, yes, I, I really, I really appreciate that. So um, anyway, second, uh, we need to put on righteousness in Ephesians four. It talks about putting off and putting on. And when we put off sin and anger, we also need to be putting something else in its place. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in verses 23 and 24, it says, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, excuse me, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And you guys, that means that you want to start becoming more like him, Mm -hmm. more like Christ modeling who he is. And I always come back to the fruits of the spirit. Anger cannot thrive in someone who is loving, patient, joyful, peaceful, kind, gentle, faithful, and self-controlled. So practically, this is going to be you in the word daily, which doesn't necessarily look like you sitting down every day to do an hour Bible study. We're all in different seasons right now. And this may be reading a Psalm or a proverb in the morning, doing your quiet time while the kids run around and play outside, which is what I do. Um, Memorizing and meditating on the family Bible verses for the week, but we are only going to be changed by him and through his truth. And so we have to be saturating ourselves in it, no matter what that looks like for you in this season. Mm -hmm. You must remind yourselves of his truth. Find verses that you can plaster all around your house, on your mirrors, on your hand, whatever it may be. Uh, Singing songs that help you remember these truths. Worship with your kids. Praying when situations arise before you react so you can respond in kindness with grace and in love. And you can include your kids in this too. And you guys, what a great way to show them how to live out your love for Christ than this. So true. I know um, right now we have been listening to Sovereign Grace has a a little album on Amazon Music called To Mm -hmm. Be Like Jesus. And it goes through all the fruits of the spirit. And the one that's been on repeat in our home is about self-control. And every time <laughs> lately that we've, I've had a moment when I'm driving usually where I'm just, you know, getting frustrated or impatient or whatever, I'll always put that song on and we'll all just sing it. And it's just such a sweet thing. Just have mm-hmm. God's word, just remind you of truth and just to give you that little kick in the pants that you need. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another thing that we think practically is a wise thing to do is to just be proactive about not putting yourself in a situation that's going to foster anger. Mm -hmm. So we all have our triggers, the things that push our buttons, the things that frustrate us or take our patience quickly, um, the things that when piled up set us off. And so we have to be proactive each and every day. And in the situations that we have, to make sure that we're avoiding as, as much as we can those types of situations so that we're not tempted into that sin of anger. Just like with any mm-hmm. other sin, you know, if you have the sin of gluttony, you're not going to put 
you know, Oreo cookies and Cheetos all in your house because <laughs> you're going to struggle. You're going to be make wise decisions to not even have that temptation there. So I know one of the things for me and for a lot of moms is, you know, taking your kids out and about to the grocery mm-hmm. store or to the mall somewhere where they all need to be behaved and they can't be running like wild banshees. I always tell my kids (laughs) we're not going to be wild banshees right now. Um, And so one of these things is to train our kids how to behave in certain situations. Um, Usually when I go to run an errand with my kids and I have all four of them, which I try to avoid because that's another thing that is just could be a trigger for me, but obviously I can't always avoid that. Uh, I, remind my kids before we get out of the car what the rules are. I remind them that, you know, who's going to sit in the cart, who's going to stand on which side, that we're not going to be buying certain things, that we're not going to be talking loud and, you know, if we're going to the library or whatever it might be, just to prep them so Mm -hmm. that, you know, if they do forget the rules because they are little and they do forget things that I know they've been reminded and they've agreed, okay, this is, you know, what mom has told me we're not going to be doing. And so, if one of them does disobey in that situation, then of course a discipline will follow. But mm-hmm. I really do tell them a lot of times we're not acting like wild banshees. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing is, I don't know, I don't know for you, Lauren, but I know for me is getting everybody out of the door by myself mm-hmm. without tantrums and whining yep. and on time. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if I have, I have one child who after nap, takes a little bit of time to kind of wake up and get with the program. And so I know that there are times, you know, when we have to go do something right after nap time. And if I just pull him out of his bed and get him in the car, we're going to have tantrums and issues. So in order to alleviate that situation, a lot of times I'll just wake him up 10 minutes, you know, before we have to go so he can have a little bit of time to wake up and process everything just to avoid that situation because it frustrates me and it breeds anger and whatnot. So Mm -hmm. those are just two examples, but I think really just training our kids because that's, they need help. They don't know how to behave in every situation. They don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. when they're supposed to act a certain way or why at somebody else's house, they can't do certain things maybe that they can do at their own house, et cetera, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. that's one thing. And then, Another thing, and I struggle in this area too, is to really differentiate childishness versus sinfulness. Mm-hmm. I remember a story that John MacArthur gave one time of one of his sons, I think he was like three, and he walks in and his son is standing by the potty. And he's like, what are you doing in here? And he said, oh, I just watched your watch go down the potty. And he had thrown his expensive watch into the toilet and flushed it down. (laughs) And John MacArthur said, in that moment, I recognized that this was childish behavior. He's like, and I told my son, oh, I wish I could have been here to watch it. (laughs) And I just laughed because I'm like, okay, I would have been so frustrated because, Mm -hmm. but he recognized in that moment, okay. That was not a rule. He had never been told, okay, this is dad's watch. This is an important thing. And he just thought, oh, let's just see what this looks Mm -hmm. like, you know, going down the toilet. So situations, obviously, hopefully not as extreme as that, but things like, you know, spilling the milk. I have one child that is extremely 
messy. They're just a distracted eater and they, that's the trigger for me. (laughs) The messes are a trigger for me because I have a baby who's messy. And so it's just like, it's totally childishness. It's accidental. You know, the elbow accidentally knocks something over and Mm -hmm. there's popcorn all over the floor or whatever it might be. But trying to realize and recognize that a lot of times our kids are just behaving like children and there needs to be grace extended and maybe correction and retraining and showing them, okay, this, maybe this is a better way to do something. Or, you know, in that situation, we don't flush things down the toilet ever, except for toilet paper. (laughs) And then next time, if something like that happens, now it's a discipline issue because you've taught them and shown them, Mm -hmm. okay, this isn't okay. But that's another thing. And then lastly, um, I think we just need to lower our expectations as moms. I know a lot of times I'll chat with moms and myself included, and it'll be like, oh, how are you doing? And it's like, oh, I'm just surviving. And, you know, I don't think that that's the perspective that Mm -hmm. God wants us to have, especially knowing that our days are numbered. We don't know how many days we have for all we know today could be our last day. And so we should want to thrive in the season that we're in and even the hard season that we're in as mamas were in the trenches. And each morning, I think we have to wake up. I had an older, wiser mom tell me this, and it really is true. And I think it's really helpful. And I've been trying to do this is to really just wake up and change my perspective immediately to drop all of my expectations and to realize, okay, I am a sinner, even though I've been redeemed and I'm living with little sinners who have not been redeemed. They don't have the Holy Spirit residing in them. I do. So I can set the tone and the example for my family. I have to tell myself every day, okay, there's going to be messes that are made. There's going to be fights that I have to break up. I'm going to have to discipline today. I'm going to have to be intentional in training my children. I'm going to have to clean up accidents. I'm going to have to deal with feelings that are hurt and people getting hurt, et cetera, et cetera. And so going into it like, okay, this is, this is my day. It's not going to be this perfect day where nobody fights and there's no messes I have to clean up and I can just sit and do what I want. And my kids are going to play perfect for two hours in the backyard or, you know, and there might be a day like that. And then you can rejoice and say, thanks God, Mm -hmm. because I think he does (laughs) give us days like that just to give us some grace and to, and to just give us just the ability to say, thanks God. Thanks for, you know, this peaceful moment with my kids or seeing fruit that, you know, all this training is actually sticking And remembering that God's going to give us the grace for the day and that we can thrive and not just survive. And we just have to remember that it is a privilege to train our kids up and we have them in our homes for such a short time and we need to be that example and we need to pour into them and to really be Jesus to them. So Mm -hmm. uh, these are the things, again, just to review really quick, was just to identify sin and its tendencies to confess it. And to bring it into the light and to have that accountability and encouragement and to put on the fruits of the spirit. So to be in the word and in prayer daily is practically how that's going to, I think, just to be putting on things and then be proactive about our situations and to prepare just by training our kids to lower our expectations and to differentiate between childishness and sinfulness. Oh my goodness. That's so good, Vanessa. This is such a battle for all of us as mothers, but one we really need to address head on and fight together as we seek to glorify God in our parenting. It's so encouraging to know that Christ has given us victory 
over our sin and the ability to overcome. And I wanted to leave you guys with one more verse and it is James four, seven, 10, excuse me, seven and 10. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Amen. And we, again, as Lauren said, we're right there fighting this battle with you on a daily basis. So thanks so much for listening today. We look forward to continuing on this journey with you all as we seek to redeem mommyhood every day for God's glory through the power of the gospel.